0: That's when we started getting real philosophical. Oh yeah. You don't know the art we're trying to spit out right now. Arc, art arc we're trying to spit out right now. And we're here to say, fuck your liberal, huh? Fuck, 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 fuck your liberal, huh? You're upset that we went there, Iraq For oil, we'll do it. Take a look at your ass. You shouldn't be able to see it that easy.
1: How oh, it works, lefties. Soft, happy we are live. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. You made it. Congratulate yourselves. You made it to the second episode of Super Politics. You're still probably looking for that other podcast. You are, because it's nowhere yet. We're actually recording this before
0: it's live on Apple. But uh, <laughs> Steve, we did it. Uh, we put We're out real. the first episode. Yeah, I got my mom to listen to it 15 times. Nice. And, and that's how we got all our listens. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're not serious, but we don't know yet. Um, <laughs> thank you, everyone who listened, though. We really appreciate it. <laughs> mom, <laughs> thanks, Mom. No, don't worry. My mom is not going to ever listen to this stuff. She doesn't want to hear my socialist thoughts.
1: Oh, that's right, because your mom's pretty conservative, correct?
0: Yeah, she's a good person, but she's wrong about everything else. <laughs> she's a good person, but has a bad moral compass. <laughs> No, conservatives are good people, too. They're just seriously misguided.
1: Right. About. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm not going to knock anyone with their political views. I I'm, I'm more so blame the media, all them. That's who I really blame. Because you, you're, you are what you read,
0: you know? And you are uh, what you eat. Speaking uh, of eating, I'm going to eat a beer real quick. Yeah, um, please. I'm going to be opening today. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to a local brewery in Henderson, Nevada called Craft House.
1: And I'm wow. about to have the
0: Resonate IPA. This is a really... Uh, Great brewery. They have excellent Saison beer, um, but uh, the Resonate IPA is a go-to.
1: Where is your uh, locality for people who might be listening, not from where we're from?
0: Oh, I am in Henderson, Nevada. So. Henderson, Nevada.
1: I'd also like to give a shout out to a local, um, well, it's an American company. So that's local. It's, uh, yeah, it's Anheuser-Busch's Bud Light. <laughs> Oh, they're not even American anymore, didn't they get They're German, out, right? I'm pretty yeah. sure they're German. But what's Whatever more American than Germans, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, some would like to believe that these days. The alt-right would probably agree with you, so. Um, how's your quarantine been? Uh, I'm still wearing the same clothes that I have for the last several months. So,
1: I picked up groceries the other day, and it Whoa. was the first time in weeks that I had put socks
0: on <laughs> You know, like I felt like a new man leaving this house. (laughs) Well, I have not had pants on that cover my knees for weeks. I have had exposed knees, and it's great. They're alive. They're like liberated. I'm pretty vulnerable.
1: Like I, I, I'm very sensitive about my knee, my knees. I don't like how they look. I love my ankles, my knees, not so much. So I try to hide them at all costs.
0: For everyone listening right now, I have seen Brent's knees, and he is right to be worried about them. (laughs) They're fucking gross. They're gross. But Even my ankles. Knees. My
1: ankles, though, are, let me tell you, I actually, I cleaned out my phone because I had to <laughs> make some room. No, <laughs> true story. I cleaned out my phone like five days ago,
0: and the amount of photos I had of my ankles what? were really incredible. Wait, you're obsessing over your own ankles? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. That
1: used to be my, uh, that was like, it's like, hey, what's up? It's It's Decatur check out my ankles
0: they're great check out this is a problem i think that we lost a bunch of listeners right now <laughs> yeah but uh, we gained a whole new kink uh, we got, well audience. we got the ankle fetish community now <laughs> uh, so that's good and maybe they're into the, the knee thing too
1: yeah um, anklers normally you, are into kneelers as
0: well if you got uh nude ankle photos send them to decatur brent yeah i'll make an uh, only fans and a patreon for it yeah <laughs> Let's start posting your ankles to everybody. It's going to be fucking weird. So, which is a perfect segue into Joe Biden.
1: Yes. (laughs) A lot has been going on politically, obviously. We just saw Bernie Sanders just drop out of the race. So, what's a better time to- My heart is ripped in half.
0: We knew it was coming, though, right? Well, no, because I was a believer all through and through. I don't waste my own time. Do I look like a guy who does that? You don't look like anything because you're not in front of me. Because I don't even exist. I'm just an artificial intelligence inside of a computer. Essentially, right now. No, weird. but at, at a certain point, we knew. Like I, At least
1: I knew after the last Super Tuesday. There's no shot, you know?
0: Yes, we knew after Super Tuesday that our hopes... Like, it was time we've been holding on to this since 2015. This, like, small hope that maybe we might actually have a decent president. Um, and then it was crushed on Super Tuesday of 2020. I agree with that completely. I
1: think we all have a responsibility to figure out and navigate through this where where we stand on Biden. I know none of us are thrilled. No one's thrilled about Joe Biden. I don't even think Joe Biden supporters are thrilled. I don't I'm even totally. think Biden's thrilled about Biden. <laughs> I don't. He's Side like, note. shit, I wish I was a different guy. Side note, do you remember that shock on Trump's face when he won? I think that will be Biden if he wins too. <laughs> 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 Just the what the fuck happened.
0: So this is something uh, Brent and I talked about quite a bit, Um, maybe not on election night when Trump became our fearless leader, but um, definitely shortly thereafter is, uh, I don't think Trump wanted to be president at all. And I think that's confirmed, right? I mean, there's been uh, people who came out who were part of his campaign who said that this all started out as some publicity stunt for TV or some shit. Yeah, he was starting, he, he already had contracts written up for Trump TV. I mean, that's fucking fantastic, right? Yeah. Like, oops, I'm the president. <laughs> I wish I could yeah. accidentally get a high-paying job like that. No
1: joke. I've never Whoops. stumbled into anything that well. I can't even get the jobs I want to get. No, I can't I even get, get a job. job.
0: I'm still unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know, just go out and do a publicity stunt, and maybe you'll be president. That's so you know, That's I, what this I podcast agree. is. I, I don't know what Joe Biden wants. I don't know his what motivates that man at all. Uh, but I think, you know, he's my guess, just off the, off the cuff from the hip is he's probably motivated. Like most politicians, which is, is this is just a lifelong ego trip of like the greatest order, right? Like sure. he is here to leave a legacy. Um, it just, he's there to make his, put his name in lights. Basically. It's like a one route to fame. Right? <clears throat> well, and, what
1: I don't understand too, is I, and I could be wrong. This might be a very common thing. I guess we, did see it with hillary clinton too but I felt like joe biden's career was already out like he had already you know hit the light switch off retired and then he just came out of nowhere to be you know you know what i'm gonna be the guy to beat trump i it has to be an ego thing too especially because you want to be the guy to beat the villain right this is the most villainous character we've ever had in politics so why wouldn't you want to act like tony stark or something
0: yeah. No, I agree. Uh, definitely the most villainous guy in modern American history, as Bernie always says, which is like a very non-committal number. It's like, what year are we going back to, Bernie? Because we had Andrew Jackson. Are we comparing him to him? Or <laughs> you know, like, what is modern? You know, but, you know, we'll 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 go with modern because then he's not wrong, possibly, because you can't cite anybody else. He'll just be like, no, modern is after that. But anyway, I love Bernie. I'm just giving him a hard time. Bernie Sanders, I know you're listening, and I love you.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> Bernie was the 15 <laughs> plays that we got. And... <laughs> he just He's like, I got to somebody.
1: They get it. <laughs> guys, you're not wrong. I can't do impressions.
0: Don't rely on me for the impressions, guys. That w- That will be his last impression in this podcast. Don't worry. <laughs> we promise. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. So, you know, I don't know what motivates biden except i think it's it's just got to be an ego thing I, i i felt the same way about hillary clinton you know and i think what happens is and i hope that this doesn't happen to me or brent one day but we get into political sphere let's say whatever your role in that is whether it's you know, speaking on a world famous podcast like this one, or if it's being (laughs) an actual politician, right? And you start off with the best of intentions. And then through the course of having to compromise so many times throughout your career, next thing you know, you're some monster you don't even recognize, right? And I, I truly believe that Hillary Clinton started out as like a warrior, a champion for liberal causes, for feminist causes. Like she really was that person. But I just think that like she outlasted her welcome to like, she she got to a point where she couldn't reconsider her policies. Like the policies outpaced her. She was no longer the leader. Now she was, you know, the villain. And uh, right. and I think that that's probably similar to Joe Biden here.
1: Yeah, but, and I I think you're right. And I mean, minus the fact that she worked on the Goldwater campaign, but other than that, right after and she that. she was a Walmart
0: uh, executive. But yeah. yeah, there's a lot. But there's after lot. that,
1: after that, she <laughs> was the champion that this country needed.
0: <laughs> Thank you for fact checking me, Brent. I'm just trying to I'm trying to be fair and balanced here.
1: No, I a, know. I know. It's progressive just, podcast. I just couldn't help myself.
0: No, I'm glad you i I'm glad you pointed that out. We're we're not in the business of giving anyone free passes on this podcast. No, except is Bernie. This episode I'll probably give him a few. No, but, Bernie can't do any <laughs> wrong. I except do. Except for the think- Second Amendment shit.
1: I do think that the issue, these people start off with great causes. I'm sure they are very ambitious people, very charismatic. They work their way up and they want to convince the world they're right on everything. But it becomes now the presidency is remembered by one thing. You know, Obama is remembered by the Affordable Care Act, Roosevelt, Green New Deal. You know, every president has their one thing they're remembered by. And that's crazy because you're in office for four, potentially eight years and you have one thing that people really remember you and that's it. There should be so much changing, I feel, with every president. We've just kind of lost this idea. We've thrown out the concept of utopian a long time ago.
0: For people who are listening, what I see, you know, a lot of my friends on the internet, you know, which is where all political discourse happens these days, there's two two types of people, I think, uh, who follow and discuss politics. There's the people who... Try to get into the policies and try to talk about, you know, like activists, right? Like people who are really trying to talk about what should our country look like, who represents the views that actually, you know, will do the best for our country versus the people who are watching it like a sporting match, right? The people who are in it to talk about, you know, like the Democrats have to win because they're not Republicans. The Republicans have to lose because they're red and we're blue and that's what this is all about. And it's a big game. And we all want to feel like we're playing, you know, with Kevin Spacey in House of Cards. Right. Um, <laughs> I feel like the sentence, playing with Kevin Spacey, just <laughs> takes a whole new meaning now. And well, I, I was going to say, I Kevin Spacey say will it. play
1: with you. And that's the problem, is what we're Whether trying to say. To <laughs> Whether, Whether you, you want him to or, him or not. Whether you want him to or not. This episode um, is now directed all at Kevin Spacey, our other <laughs> listeners. <laughs>
0: I'm so sad about Kevin Spacey because I think he's a great actor but honestly I wasn't surprised I wasn't surprised no I happened at all. not at all okay he was kind of weird but I say past tense like he's gone <laughs> was okay all right so back to my point Brent and I are both voting for Joe Biden all right and here and here's why because and I confirmed with him before I said that no I de- I just decided for we Brent. are really <laughs> yeah. This shouldn't, I mean, I know that a lot of the most diehard progressives out there, trust me, I'm with you on the policies, um, but we're voting for Biden because it really does break down to when you walk into the voting booth and you have your shitty options, right? If you have to eat a shit sandwich, you're given two choices, and one of them has some mayonnaise and pickles, and it's a little less terrible than the just terrible shit sandwich with no condiments. This is the best analogy I thought about this all day.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, I know you're serious because pickles are gross.
0: (laughs) So actually, I don't know where I'm going with this because I don't know which one's worse. So what I'm saying is, whichever sandwich you prefer, uh, (laughs) one is less bad than the other. You should go with the less bad one because you're just given two shitty choices, right? Like, do you want to punch yourself in the face 15 times or 10 times? Okay, I don't want to do either. (laughs) But it, if you choose nothing, then then it's 15 times. That's basically what it comes down to, right? So, okay, yeah. fine, I'll choose 10. So that's, I mean, that really is what we're talking about is, but that's what happens when you get to the voting booth. But what we're talking about on this podcast is much more, so that that's just to get that out of the way. If you're a progressive. And what we're trying
1: to say is, if you're going to have to get punched in the face 15 times, do it with the one without condiments on the
0: sandwich, because it's going to be <laughs> a lot less messy. <laughs> well now you're just mixing metaphors so (laughs) they won't understand that at all uh so getting that out of the way go vote for joe biden because he's better than trump okay but what do we do in the meantime are we going to be silenced by all the joe biden supporters who are out there telling us to shut the fuck up and 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 support their man despite the fact that he represents very few of my viewpoints and yeah they want to say like oh there might be like one percent Of policies that we disagree on. No, we disagree on some major shit, universal healthcare, military spending. Like We're talking about stuff that is fundamental to why I'm interested in politics, him and I disagree on. So what do you do? The question of this podcast that I'd like to pose before we dive in to shitting all over Joe Biden and then talking about what he's good at is what do we do as progressives, really as anyone interested in politics, when you're confronted with people who will be in power, whether it's Joe Biden or Donald Trump or anybody, and none of the options represent your viewpoints. What is your role in that situation, right? Should you be shamed into changing and compromising your own views and shutting up and being silent in order to best support the guy or girl who does not support what you believe in? Or should we be speaking out and calling and holding people's toes to the fire so they're forced to compromise and 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 on their conservative viewpoints that we don't agree with so they can try to bring more people like us into the fold right so while I'm going to go vote for Joe Biden I'm not going to shame you into doing the same thing I'm going to speak out against what the things I disagree on with Joe Biden because hopefully somehow through public pressure this guy acquiesces a little bit to some more or, you know, compromises a bit and moves a little bit more to the left so that when we do get to the voting booth, it's something I, 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 I don't hate so much. Exactly. And, and even if
1: for, for maybe there's listeners who don't really have that big of an issue with Biden, I'd be very impressed to find no one has any issues with Biden, but for those listeners, you know, it's, it's good. At least maybe we can help you understand where progressives are coming from on this, because there is a long, long track record, for Joe Biden, he's been in public power for <laughs> pretty much our entire lives. Uh, so I think that there's there's a lot to pick apart. We're not trying to demote Biden below Trump on this, so Trump wins the election. But we do have to, you know, hold him to the fire on, on some of this stuff. And if Bernie endorsed him, then we got to at least get something out of it,
0: right? You know, and Bernie, if we trust Bernie at all, right? He had a reason for supporting Joe Biden. It's the same stuff we're talking about. Bernie's not saying, hey, I endorse Joe Biden. And guess what? I'm no longer a democratic socialist. I no longer support universal health care. I no longer support all the stuff I've been talking about. I'm totally a Biden follower now. No, he's saying what I just said, which is if you have to punch yourself in the face, at least do it with condiments. I just stole your <laughs> joke. <laughs> there's there's
1: a lot I could I could dig into. First, I kind of want to want to break down uh, some of the lighter stuff. I don't want to go too heavy at first here, but Trump has obviously been working on a whole inquiry into Hunter Biden. And before I even get into this whole concept of is Hunter Biden in the wrong for accepting an oil job, he is. But before we get into that, <laughs> I kind of want to break down where, just where got Joe into Biden's yeah. I want to break down where Joe Biden's coming from on this because I do think one, one of the major progresses that I saw or progressions that we saw in this election compared to the last was the new green deal that AOC helped, you know, push through and and Bernie Sanders hopped on board with all that. That that was a big push. We've never seen anything that progressive, that radical as far as climate's concerned ever in this country. And I was hoping that that might be something that Bernie pushes on to Biden. I unfortunately do not see that happening in a thousand years. So I just kind of want to break down this. We all know Trump is obviously
0: very anti. So wait, hold on. Uh, Just to make sure I'm following. So you want Bernie to push the Green New Deal on Biden and you don't think he's going to do do it? You don't think Biden's going to take it or you don't think Bernie's going to push it?
1: I think Bernie's probably pushing it right now, but there's right. no way in hell that Biden will take it, and <laughs> there's there's too much right. evidence for me to
0: believe that Biden will change any of his climate change recommendations. See, you said that word evidence, and that requires research, and again, I didn't do any, so I'm excited well, to hear what you're going to say.
1: So I've I'm just going to keep spent, interrupting you, though. I've spent the better half of the last uh, hour of weeks... Uh, Uh, While we've been talking (laughs) since recording (laughs) uh, I've spent the better half of the past couple weeks I I read Joe Biden's book I read Promise Me Dad Let me pull up You're right, I should be writing down all my sources You read a whole book, you don't even know what it's called I have it on my scribed list Mm. Alright, it's called Conversations with Joe Biden
0: Oh, okay, yeah, All right. our conversations <clears throat> with Joe
1: and to be if we want to be frank I didn't read it I did the
0: audible version <laughs> okay no 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 no. I'm gonna I'm that 100% is reading Because, and if it's not reading then I haven't read a book in years <laughs> <laughs> so Super I'm politics, with you you
1: can trust us <laughs>
0: <laughs> is it so bad that I just want to feel like a very important man who someone has to read to no I
1: think hey listen I mean, Kanye West has admitted he never reads either, and he's well—that's his own <laughs> podcast. But. I mean, he's got I, a lot of money. I so. didn't mean to it, compare wait, wait. you to Kanye West on a political podcast.
0: <laughs> he's not our favorite uh, politics guy, no. but uh, you know, good news—twenty twenty-four, he's running, right? So I can only hope. I hope for that in the same way that I did find watching Trump's rise to power. Fascinating, like a good movie, like just a good movie where you're kind of watching a villain succeed, and you're like, "Oh my god, is this really happening?"
1: Listen, Kanye, Kanye's America, at least, I think he could beat Trump for for better music, better outfits. I think he would beat Trump (laughs) on a lot of quotes. You know, Trump, Trump holds the quote game, but imagine Kanye in a debate.
0: I imagine that lock her up will mean uh, Taylor Swift. If Kanye <laughs> Probably, president. probably. Uh Kim
1: Kardashian, the first lady, only kind of seems right fitting for this part of American history, really. So
0: I think that would be perfect. I want to keep up with the Kardashians <laughs> in the White House. I need to come up with a Keeping, keeping up, up with, with the White a, House. Keeping up with the Whiteies. Wow. That's wow. not right. No, okay, not right at all. Okay. Moving. So. On. <laughs> Holy
1: shit. <laughs> But what I did want to say is there wasn't too much to take away from Joe Biden's book. What was the, to take away from it is his like obsession with with meeting people halfway, right? But he doesn't meet halfway for the progressives. He has this weird, like this lustful chase that he's trying to get all these Republicans to love him. So I don't know if some of his stances on these issues are more so because he wants to gain support from, you know, the— the working class American that he thinks is super hardcore right wing, or if he truly believes this, that's what's kind of hard to diff- and difficult to like maneuver through. You, you, just, you can Google this all. Obviously every quarter they have to put out all their donations, all the super PACs, all that. Most of the times you're going to see law firms. So right, what, see- what?
0: basically what we're saying is, despite the fact that you're listening to this podcast right now to hopefully learn something, go do your own research yeah, don't listen uh, to me. Get the fuck out of here. I'm a yeah. fucking puppet.
1: I'm a shadow government for Bernie Sanders. All right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing good to tell you.
1: <clears throat> no, sorry, but, so, Brent. I know
0: you're trying to get through some stuff, and I'm not going to let that happen. But yeah.
1: <clears throat> I have nothing to get through. I'm winging this all. So yeah. Yeah, I've been Apparently. drinking. Yeah, but <laughs> when you go, <laughs> when you go through. You know, who's his biggest donations from? They're mostly firms and and agencies, but when you really dig into who these agencies are, you realize they're essentially just big pro-gas lobbyists, one being Western LNC, who he's taken multiple fundraising donations from. He's thrown events for all this sort of of shit where he says that he won't do this. Of course, pretty much every Democratic candidate running said they weren't going to meet with the oil industry, including Biden and when they pressed him on this at one of the town halls, Joe Biden said, oh, no, that you got your facts wrong. And then the campaign had to be like, no, the guy didn't have his facts wrong. He did meet with an oil exec. So one oh, of his biggest super PACs, it's very important, is a, is a pro-gas lobbyist, Western LNC.
0: Okay, never heard of them. So <clears throat> I, I actually might not know the name of any lobbyists. So this is good. Let's learn more about them. Well... <clears throat> Let me just
1: break down kind of who's involved in this panel of, of Biden, if you will. Okay. You also have his national campaign co-chair by the name of Cedric Richmond. So he's a congressional Democrat who has a more pro-fossil fuel record than 75% of Republicans.
0: Really? This guy is— So his role for Biden is the—you just said it. He's the
1: national campaign co-chair. Okay. Okay. So he's helping make a lot of fucking decisions. Uh, congressional member, congressional representative from Louisiana. So and I think the only at
0: the bidding of oil. Right.
1: Okay. And he's a Democrat. I, you know, I don't even like, we're not going to put it out that he's a Republican. He's, this is a Democrat. He is more right wing than uh, Joe Manchin, who's probably the most conservative Democrat in, in the Senate from West Virginia. So, I'm assuming the West Virginia guys probably haven't beat on some other shit. But for this, Cedric Richmond gets a gold star and being a grade A douche.
0: <laughs> well, this reminds me of the. Uh... Speaking of douchebags, um, this reminds me of that old term. Do you remember when people used to say, I don't know how long ago it was when they used to use the term rhino and dino? Do you remember that? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. 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 To- okay. All right. I'm bringing something to the table. Do it. Uh, rhino is just an acronym for republican in name only and dino same thing democrat in name only and it's a term that people i haven't heard in a very long time but it always comes to my mind when you're talking about someone yeah it's very very possible that someone thinks it would be expedient to run because whatever district they're in if i want to be a politician and i really have no moral fiber whatsoever i'll just select whatever party i'm most likely to win based on based on where i live but you know take money from Whoever the hell wants to give me money. So, you know, a dino is exactly – both of these guys, it sounds like, are dinos, if I want to bring back the okay. ancient term that no one knows.
1: And Richard Nixon was a wino, so
0: it's, uh, it all goes.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Tricky-dicky. <clears throat> so Tricky-dicky. So I'm
1: sure you're assuming it can't be much worse than that, obviously. He probably has a great climate advisor or something. Well, something. It turns out his climate advisor – for the campaign was a board member of Chenier Energy, which is a natural gas company, a liquid natural gas company. And guess what they're known for? Tell me. Fracking. Fuck planet Earth. They frack all fracking night, baby. That's what they do. They do it well. Go <laughs> frack yourself. <laughs> Go frack yourself indeed. <laughs> you got to be fracking kidding me. You got to vote I,
0: for this fracking
1: guy? All right. <laughs> And I get Too we much. kind of like all hear the term fracking and what does it really mean? And I'm not a scientist, I can't break down fully in the best of terms for you. But pretty much what but you another need to word understand... for it is
0: doggy style,
1: <laughs> exactly. Fracking. It kind of
0: really, when you break down is there fracking, fracking porn? Hold on, is there? I'm looking it up. <laughs> I can't read all the titles, but the pornhub.com first link is fracking wife porn videos. So, yeah, wow. it is a porn. Um, so oh, no. what is fracking? Tell us for us <laughs> drunken idiots.
1: for The drunken idiot version of this, which is a great name for a podcast if anyone wants to take that. <laughs> <laughs> so fracking, fracking to get gas is more dangerous than coal by all stretches of the imagination. And it's crazy when you actually just research it. You see when the idea of fracking first comes out. Oh, it's probably safer than coal later on. It might be safer than coal. We don't know if it's safer than coal. Now the facts are out. It is worse <laughs> than coal. So right. when you frack, you're literally blasting chemicals to get natural gas. So it is sexual. <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> really, when you think about it, you shouldn't be bla... – never do you want to hear the word blasting in anything other than porn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is why there's fracking porn. So uh, according to the dictionary, yes, fracking is the process of injecting liquid at high pressure – so far we're still on the porn topic – into subterranean rocks – I I guess subterranean. I mean, we're still there. Uh, Boreholes, et cetera. I mean, this is 100% porn. So as to force open existing fissures and extract oil or gas, that's the most sexual thing I've ever heard. The process of injecting liquid. I love it.
1: Okay. No, I would like to point out too that you're- So you want to ban this? Yes. (laughs) Sounds fun to me. (laughs) So what's so dangerous about it? It can stay on X hamster, but it has to get <laughs> off of. The evidence is is out that wow. this is probably the worst thing for the environment right now. That's why Bernie had pushed the party a lot a lot to the left, because Bernie obviously is anti-fracking completely, to at least he got the DNC to put it in their, their campaign model
0: that they disincentivize fracking. Now. Disincentivize, okay. Now, so why did we want it in the first place? Obviously, we want profit, but what's the political pitch for keeping it right the, in the United States?
1: It, it, at this point, it's it's just corporation and greed. I mean, it, it's money. There's a lot of money to be made, uh, and mainly for corporations because we don't even get most of our gas from fracking in America. We get a lot of our our gas from fracking that goes on in Canada and things like that. These, these are these are contracts. These are corporations. It's, really. Yeah, it has less to do with helping out the government. And there's a, a pitch to be made, and I still think it should be banned, but there's a pitch to be made if this was nationalized. It'd be a lot less harmful. At least we'd be uh, reaping our own benefits more, and we'd probably do it less because as the government, we would know how much we need a, a little more. than corporations just stock. Market, well, and we also right? wouldn't
0: want to artificially – yeah, we wouldn't want to artificially – deflate the price but you know is it i mean so what you're talking about like a natural nationalized frack uh fracking process would be something like what we see in some of the scandinavian countries doing right uh, isn't that, definitely definitely I mean, and and fra- even what do they do then, is it fracking or
1: is it they've they're pretty much trying to find different natural gas solutions actually a lot of european countries are are trying to use nuclear power and things like that which is another controversial thing that i don't really know enough about to to say whether or not the nuclear power argument is good or bad, to be totally honest. I don't want to mislead people. I've heard there's, I've heard good arguments on both sides, surprisingly, for that. But as for far as. Power? For nuclear power? For nuclear power, nuclear energy.
0: Yeah. Very clean, uh, but then the waste is terrible. There you
1: right. go. So mm.
0: the. <clears throat> clean until it's not. Exactly. So, well, Just I mean, like the, obviously. The Right, it's clean until you hit the wrong link. But we would be less dependent on Middle Eastern oil, and then we wouldn't have to go kill all those Middle Easterners. You know, like we apparently have to do. True. So that's what I hear. Some concerns, and I
1: definitely not only is fracking dangerous. We're not even reaping the benefits, and furthermore, we're actually just hurting citizens. We're we're going to sacred land of countless indigenous people's you know obviously we we saw the whole uh keystone pipeline go down that we, we were able to block during the obama administration trump pretty much said fuck it he repealed everything so <clears throat> obama passed a fracking rule that had tougher regulate regulations than previously and they like it wasn't far enough but at least it was something right trump sure third third month in uh of his term repealed it like we all knew he, he would mm-hmm. yeah My thing is if Biden gets in, do you think he's going to fight hard to get that back? Because I just because like Obama, because my opinion, he's going to help his board advisor. That makes a little more sense to me.
0: Well, sure. Except for he is running on this whole Obama adjacent platform. I mean, that's like when you talk to him, uh, when you when you watch him talk to uh, African-American voters in the South. I mean, how many times does he say the name Obama? So. Maybe True. Brent. Maybe that he's just going to try to copy paste everything Obama did. You're right, and I'd like to point out during that
1: last debate that they had that weird debate with no audience on CNN. <laughs> he, he did say he would stop fracking. Oh, after right. after Bernie pushed him on it. Now the only problem is not, and I I looked up the time on this not 42 minutes later his campaign put out a statement that's that cleared up his surprising views that he said on fracking by saying that he was not that's not what he meant and he would ban fracking still or uh, I'm th- just that he wouldn't ban fracking still
0: i'm just imagining his staffers his campaign staffers like falling on the floor when they heard him say he would ban fracking like what has he done birdie tricked him again like <laughs> <laughs> fuck biden we told yeah. you that we told you to say no <coughs> <laughs> Have a spine man.
1: Come it's on all riding man. on That's the fracking. <laughs> so My thing is, Steve, knowing all this too, and just putting it in perspective on a on another, you know, I guess lily pad, that was the worst analogy, but you get the point. We hop to another lily. We can lily delete, f-
0: it. Yeah, we can delete it. it.
1: We don't delete anything.
0: <laughs> this is a pure podcast where you only Not for you, not for podcast. me,
1: not for Kevin. So do knowing that does that not make the Hunter Biden situation actually sort of legitimate how is he getting these these like natural
0: gas oil you know contracts let me let me throw something out there to the to the skeptical listener okay um what everything that Trump did with relation to Hunter Biden that almost got him impeached right do you think that he was just like, what do you think he was looking for? Do you think he was not like he didn't have a fucking lead? Like, don't you think that he had a reason to take those risks to look into Hunter Biden? Do you really like, do we really think that Hunter Biden's clean and that Joe Biden's clean? Right. Seriously? Right. Like, yeah. I'm not I'm the furthest thing from a Trump supporter. Uh, I, I agree with him on on this. I side with.com quiz that we took, I agree with uh, Donald Trump on one percent of issues. I don't. I'm, I shudder to find out what that one percent is. But <clears throat> any in any event, I'm one percent a Trump supporter. But Trump is an idiot in many ways. But you know, obviously, someone told him, "Hey, you should try to get this dirt on Hunter Biden because there's something out there, and we just need evidence of it to make it a thing." Right? I mean, not that Trump has needed evidence for anything. I get that, but um, he was obviously trying to look into something. All right, so. Please carry on, Brent. Um, I'm just commenting on. I From the very beginning of this story, because I never really cared that much about Biden anyway, I was kind of open-minded to like, well, I mean, yeah, maybe there's some shit that was going on that Trump was trying to look into. And like, obviously Trump's doing it for himself, but I also kind of want to know like, no, what the sure. hell was up I, with Biden.
1: And that, that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up. And that's why... Here, here's the problem, whether it's true or not, which evidence points to it's, it's weird in general that you could get your your kid a job like that with no, no history of anything like that. Right. The only, I
0: absolutely wish my dad, the only sign it
1: points to is, yeah, you know, some people I, which, you know what, I'm honestly kind of in, in the fence that, Hey, if that's how we got it, just be transparent about it. Right. And just let us know. Yeah. That's how we got it. Of course your dad was the vice
0: president. That's how you got the job. Come on. Yeah.
1: And and I'm actually I'd I'd probably be okay with it. Like I don't think it's like a scandal in the sense it's more of a scandal that it's been denied, in my personal opinion. Yeah. But you know, like I I don't personally care about it, but if we're gonna look at the facts and people care about it. People on the right, if they have any fodder, they're gonna take it. And this is fodder for them. So I think that it's it's important to know what's gonna happen in a general election. That's going to be the talk. You know, this—it's kind of funny because this election cycle started off as uh, a referendum on Trump. That was the—the the phrase the media was obsessed with. And we can't choose Bernie because it'll take away from the referendum Trump. Because then it's going to be about socialism versus capitalism, all this other bullshit they spewed. But now this whole idea right. of the referendum of, of Trump is gone because now it's all about, is Biden healthy enough? What about Hunter Biden? All these issues, what about the sexual assault thing? Everything has been taken away from the referendum of, of Trump to is Biden like a viable candidate at all? Now all we have is just people to rely on their liberal tendencies to vote for for Biden, who's not a very liberal guy, but we can say not going to ban fracking but he's flip flopped, which is, I guess, better maybe than Trump saying he's going to frack no matter what. That's kind of where we're at, and that's where it's a little frustrating because we don't yeah, really. Would you know. rather have?
0: Would you rather have a guy who's going to um, support fracking? What was that? What are you drinking now? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can edit. I can. I can edit that pop out on my side. Um, no, we I don't edit drinking...
1: anything out on this podcast. You're right. We should actually keep it. It's endearing. Um, I am drinking an original <laughs> taste Coca-Cola now. They're going to totally love us. We're going to get 15 more views.
0: <laughs> hey, everyone tune in to 43 minutes uh, point in the podcast where they popped open a Coke. It's a great podcast. <laughs> That's how our like listeners and subscribe. talk. <laughs> Click subscribe for more soda cans sounds. <clears throat> oh, I don't even know what I was saying. Here's the point is this election about policies or is it about what party you are a member of? Right. And so if you don't want to hear, uh, if Biden's son has some dirt on him, then, uh, what, I mean, and Biden himself is personally involved in some kind of misconduct. Then like, what are you, what's your interest in politics? What, what are you here for? Don't you want to know what the people in power are doing? And don't we want to, you know, try to, uh, advance people who don't have these skeletons in their closet. Yeah. What does that flag mean? If it doesn't represent you, you
1: know, like, yeah, it's, it's great. I think, which is why Steve and I will say multiple times, and we'll say this throughout every episode, probably at some point, like, Hey, we're still going to vote for Biden, but there's clearly some flaws and issues that it's our job as people who are politically engaged to, to hold them accountable for. And if, If we don't on our own side, then the other side is just going to run rampant with it because we haven't even vetted him yet.
0: We haven't vetted him yet, and this is all going to come out. So talk to me about what you think is going to come out. We know that Biden is in bed with the oil lobby, which is what you started off talking about. And now his son magically gets a job overseas with – You know, just walk me through. Who the hell is he working for? How did he get the job and, and why is this a problem?
1: There's been different things that Trump said, that he was CEO, that he sat on the board. Biden has possibly insinuated that he sat on a board and that he's proud of his son and that he earned it. But no one has really gotten into the details of it, which is another reason why this is extremely shady. There's not too much factual information. New York Times had put out an article saying that he sat on the board and was helping them with their divestments. But that turned out to be debunked three weeks later. So it's – and it's not like – hunter biden has this past of anything into the oil industry at all his he's a he's a lawyer and a lobbyist but let's let's talk well, about there are some money hungry lawyers out there who will you know what it <laughs> who <gonna>, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're you know he's he's part of I've a consulting of firm and i'll just leave it at that
0: okay shout so out to all my a-
1: consulting firm people but <laughs>
0: hey you're good to go as long as you consult good shit but right. i don't know what biden is consulting about so he's hired do, what was the capacity do we know that what like you're saying he was not qualified for the job what was the exact job they wanted a lawyer to do so pretty much he are so he ha- founded his own like
1: Firm called BHR Partners, which is just focused on investing capital into different companies. He worked with China a lot. And this kind of all got exposed actually because I'm assuming Trump found out some information from one of his goonies and Trump misspoke about it. But then everything else came out because Trump put it on a major platform, right? Right. So he was saying that, you know, he earned millions of dollars from some sort of deal that he walked you know he the quote was walked out of China with 1.5 billion dollars in a fund, which has totally been debunked. That being said, what I find really fascinating is Hunter Biden worked so hard to deny that, but hasn't really denied the fact that he kind of got this job because of his dad. Joe Biden has done more about that than Hunter Biden has said. Jesus, yeah. So I mean, could
0: it just be you know? I, what immediately comes to mind as a lawyer is someone told him like, "Look, man, you're the one at the center of this. It's a lot better if you just don't say anything." You know, I mean, sure. will tell. I'll tell. You know, my clients. You know, depending on the circumstances. No one should ever listen to me and go do anything based on what I said. Um, because I'm not your lawyer. But right. you know, I'll tell some of my clients. You know, it's it's honestly like even if you have nothing to hide, it's better just not to talk because your words can be misconstrued. You know, So to play devil's advocate, I mean, maybe it's just that the Hunter De- Biden just right. doesn't want a definitely. Trump that's a, situation. That's a fair
1: point. Now, my, if that's the case, I feel like he also shouldn't have been speaking about what Trump originally said to debunk, right? Like he should have just stayed out oh, of yeah. it completely.
0: Right, but right. That, you got to pick a lane. Yeah.
1: And I don't necessarily know. Maybe you have some more insight into this, Steve, that like— do Republicans actually care about this? Is this just something to kind of mock the left with? I don't I don't know
0: oh you know I mean uh, that I think is an easy answer. Republicans care about it in the sense of 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 like this is a sports game right this is the sure. same kind of problems that they have with almost any Democratic you know the same thing with like you know Elizabeth Warren and the Native American affiliation that she doesn't have. Right. That that has nothing to do with her policies. That has nothing to do with anything that we actually care about in a leader except for, you know, her. Of course, there were problems with then when she was goaded into the whole issue, her claiming to kind of have this tribal affiliation that she didn't have. That was really offensive to one thing I I do think that separates because I do think there's some key issues
1: that separate Trump and Biden that independent leaning right voters do care about a lot. Which I think everyone cares about these issues in a different capacity, of course. But I do think people on the right care about the Iraq war vote a lot. I do think that was something that we saw Trump blast through in the RNC debates when he ran for president was, hey, I didn't vote for Iraq. I'm not the reason that your cousin— has a leg missing and things like that. Like he So you think the right is now against the Iraq war? I th- I will tell you what. I think that the right has taken a more libertarian non-interventionist approach while the left, at least the establishment left has grown more to be war hawks.
0: Um and I, I think, think that I think that's, I agree with you about the establishment left. I don't, I, I mean, I'm just wrapping my head around what you said about the right. Now I don't disagree. I mean, if you think about how Trump ran his campaign. Yeah. I mean, I think there's something to that for sure. Because that's why, that's
1: why I really want to dig in to Biden with his Iraq war support, because I think it is critical that that's what took Jeb Bush down. That's what, Santorum, all these war hawks. Lindsey Graham said, Yeah, we're going to bomb I- I- Iran. Like, what do you, yeah, if you don't elect me, if you don't want war with Iran. He said those words exactly. Where Trump is like, I don't want war with anyone. You know, I don't want war, blah, blah. Obviously, I don't know who the fuck was listening to him. <laughs> you know, this is also the same <laughs> man who went on to Bill O'Reilly and when asked how he's going to defeat ISIS, he said, I'm not going to tell because the other candidates are going to steal my idea. Jesus but, Christ. But, but the point is. <laughs> People that's so like awesome. that. <laughs> it actually was. It's very interesting. But people, Respect. people don't want war after that That Iraq war. There's still a lot of stress, post-traumatic stress in this country from that. That was a, a like very long, gruesome and war. And, yeah, and I, I, that's why I just, just kind of want to dig into this because Joe Biden voted for the Iraq war, <clears throat> and he was, and
0: he won't back away from it.
1: No, he was on the chair of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, and I know there's like a fucking billion committees. So it loses its shock when I have like, Oh, he worked on this committee, but the foreign relations committee is the group of senators. Like they're in charge of everything. Like they pick the embassies, they declare wars, they study national security issues, all that shit. They, they figure out the loans they're going to give to countries. So they're, it's a pretty important role when, you know what I mean? And they're, they're getting more information than a lot of people. So that being said, he was briefed on enough of this to know it was bullshit. And like I said, Trump maybe would have gone to war too. But the point is we got to hold our own people to the fucking flames here.
0: Well, right. I mean, we're talking about we had the option of a candidate, at least one. I don't know um, where everyone's stance was on this or their voting record if they were in politics long enough. But we at least had one guy who, you know, vocally opposed the Iraq war at the time. You know, Bernie sure. Sanders, and obviously.
1: Said, they said a couple times, which I think they should have hit. A lot a lot harder including Bernie Sanders on the fact of that Iraq war vote because people care about that shit like normally people don't care about the foreign policy stuff. I get it but the Iraq war is a different monster in this country that Americans don't like that we went like let's they still Guys, Muslim, if you don't care sure, about but...
0: that if you don't care about that like you you have to start thinking about what we did in the Middle East I mean I'm sure that you know most of our listeners have um, thought about that a lot and have very strong feelings about it. But, I mean, just to be completely honest, where how I look at this, we are the galactic empire, guys. I mean, that's how the world looks at us. And this is Definitely. why. This is why. I mean, we were – right? We, we, we fantasize about war in the United States because we were the good guys who liberated the world from the Nazis in World War II. But since right. then, what the hell have we done, right? What the oh, hell have yeah. we done to help – um, other countries, we've done a lot in foreign aid. We've done, you know, there, there's a there's a case to be made about our combating, you know, if you're against communism or whatever. But you know, the, the, honestly, I think the the rest of the world just looks at us as as uh, imperialists
1: um, that well, and go and kill where,
0: people all over the world. That's where, and
1: uh, yeah, American imperialism is, I think, a, a central theme in this entire podcast of what's wrong with this country, right? And I think we kind of as people on the left were so quick to say oh but we'll just tell people that's not us that's the other side right but what people need to understand is these are bipartisan issues right there's a lot of people on the left who are okay with war or at least ambivalent to it they just don't care about it. so and i think i think it's important to point out that not only did biden vote for it but he was part of that bullshit factory he he helped push that whole narrative of saddam and al qaeda you know they meet up and play kickball relationship and push the whole weapons of mass destruction idea like way farther when it was just a total conspiracy that I'm sure Rush Limbaugh actually probably had something to do with but it makes him pretty fucking complicit with the Bush Cheney you know mm-hmm. administration yeah. for sure and also if anyone was saying well it was because George Bush you know he was just Biden voting with everybody. Well, they should know the there are Senate hearings that you can find on YouTube right now from 1998. We're talking – we're talking. this is way before the Iraq war, right? This is before Will Smith dropped his classic Millennium album, all right? He, <laughs> we, have Biden, like, we have Joe Biden on plenty of C-SPAN videos talking about weapons of mass destruction and Saddam Hussein is this – Evil. He says something akin to the idea, like we're all going to be drinking spoiled milk or something like that. He, Joe Biden, was obsessed with Saddam Hussein years before the Iraq War, and that should tell you a lot that this has been a bipartisan issue, and this proves that Joe Biden, even at something where you need a leader, right? This is this is war we're talking about. This is beyond economics and a minimum. Wage all these things. This is dealing with people's lives, including American lives. You know
0: what a great time to talk about this, right? We're talking. Look at what we're willing to do. Thank God, we're willing to take steps to shut down our economy during this health crisis. Mm -hmm. You know, because we value human life so much. I mean, but it's the same. It should be at the same level of sobriety that we talk about war, right? Exactly. What? Why are we going to the Middle East? Is it? Is it? Is there a great financial gain? who cares we're talking about countless lives lost and destruction that will last generations in an entire region of the world that we frankly have no business in right, right. And there's so- a
1: there's a and that's kind of what I was trying to get at a little bit in the last episode when I was talking about the soul is kind of missing from politics there's a fundamental issue that has only grown i think in large part due to capitalism of just there's no humanist aspect anymore in politics we just we're so desensitized to us invading countries and all that we don't even think about it right (laughs) like it's not even something on our radar so these these corporations and and powerful people they can just get away with that shit because we have enough on our plate it's not that we're bad people it's not that we would ever do those things in office but you know the the power hungry do what the power hungry do. So yeah, I would also like to point out nine months after he used all his sway and power he had in, in the Senate, and his platform, he just said right again, I'd vote for that war again. And by that nine point, months nine months he, later, nine months okay. after we invaded. So he would have vote for it again. Right. So when we hear him talk about how hard he pushed back on Bush, it's, it's just not true right like he he was for this through and through we killed up to half of a million people and destabilized an entire country <laughs> sure he can say hey i regret voting for the war and deny it here and there everything's okay now cuz he feels bad like this is a whole country destabilized
0: and that's what he's I saying get, now
1: that's and that's what he's saying now i get personally mad when someone fucks up the copier at work like imagine fucking
0: right. up an entire country, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like and, we're and being being personally responsible for you know as part of a group mm-hmm. all wrapped up in um, anti-Islamic you know uh, trance that was going on at the time uh, because sure. of everyone was so upset at nine eleven. Um, so yeah, it's it's in that context. But yeah, he was directly a role. What I hear you saying is he was is an important role in us actually going Incredibly. to invade right
1: incredibly and, and listen i apologizing is good right apologizing doesn't bring people back though and to me it shows that he can't make decisions when we need him the most that is the the first thing you think about the commander-in-chief is what if someone attacks right like war that's the the top any president will say their top priority minus trump we don't know what he would say is but every other president in human history <laughs> would say your top priority is keeping the american people safe
0: Okay. He's so not when, keeping
1: us safe when he is no. throwing hundreds of thousands of Americans in, in jeopardy. Obviously, hundreds of thousands of Iraqis died. Contractors died. Those same people that he was taking money from, he let them go out to drown in, in Iraq, you know?
0: I mean, our servicemen are obviously, should be the most concerned with who's in office and whether they're mm-hmm. willing to throw themselves, you know, throw their lives away for some financial gain. Right. right? And, you know, I, I'm not here to tell service people, you know, what to believe or who to support, Yeah, even though I just did. So I'm a dick. But my point is, is that um, – <laughs> but, like, I don't think anyone signs up for the armed services to be a pawn in someone else's financial game, right? They signed up to put their lives on the line for the honor and the privilege of putting their lives on the line to keep Americans safe. And, you know, maybe even some of them to help make the world a better place in general, you know, if our American government was part, you know, advancing good interests around the world. But, um, you know, I think that's what people, people aren't here to say like, well, I really, I signed up because I want to help the GDP. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I don't think that happens. I don't know anybody in the army. You know, I, I was in the U S Naval Reserve for a short period of time um way back in the day and my when i was 19 um i don't know any of my friends in the military who signed up for that reason or anything like it right Right.
1: we can forget quickly about the never-ending wars because we're human and we can't think of negative shit all the time there's just too much on our plates it's depressing exactly biden could get us into conflicts that we just totally don't even pay attention to because there's too much shit like look at what we're doing in yemen for the past what year and a half now, Yemen's going to be the first country. They say the UN and plenty of activist groups have said this. Yemen's going to be the first country to run out of drinking water. And what are we doing right now? We're helping Saudi Arabia fight a proxy war with Iran right there, right now. For Bernie and Ro Khanna in the House wrote a great, great bill and resolution it passed and the trump administration and senate were pretty much just like fuck you guys we're going to keep going through my problem is i don't think that that's a trump thing exclusively i i see
0: biden getting into that as well right like i mean he's not going to stop yeah. those things so why do you see that and i'm kind of i kind of have my own answer but i want to hear yours cuz you're more well researched on biden than i am well, but why do you what is like what is your like when you're talking to a biden supporter what do you cite to them You know, when you're when you want to say, I think Biden's going to take the wrong you know stance when it matters on this issue, if he's president.
1: Well, one, I mean, let's just look at how he's he gives his own revisionist history of what he's done foreign policy wise. Right. So this whole idea that he's still defending his Iraq war vote, the fact to me that if we're going to call this a genocide and he can't even admit that maybe it was the wrong vote. Shows that he has a lack of, of of, empathy, sympathy, whatever you want to call it. He has a lack of human life. He doesn't care about that. He cares about A lack profit. of care, caring about human life. He, so, he cares about So profit. he's I don't apologized,
0: think... but he hasn't said it was wrong explicitly. Well, me... <laughs> I'm trying so to this understand. is actually
1: pretty interesting. So he gave an NPR interview uh, last September. Shout out where... to NPR. Love them. Shout out to NPR, where he had for months before – just came out and said, yeah, I, it was a mistake. It was a mistake. It was a mistake, you know, but I've learned, I've learned. Then this NPR interview asked him about it and Joe Biden, which could be leading to the whole mental health thing. That's a whole nother argument. He just flat out says, listen, I, I was against it. And Bush told me no matter what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I just need you guys to help me out. And I told him no, but
0: the evidence is not there,
1: right? We have the videos of him pushing for this to help
0: yeah. George Bush yeah. out. I mean, it's so, one thing just to say like, fine, fine, fine. I'll vote for it. It's another thing to like spend your limited energy that you have as a politician or as a human being and like, and, and expend that fighting for a policy. You don't, sure. you allegedly don't believe in.
1: So also I would, so that, that's, that's one argument to make that, there's no evidence that what he would even done. care. Yeah. yeah, he's not, right. and I don't think he's an Islamophobe or anything about like that. He just doesn't care about human life. Period. If they're not American, now another argument—that's a is, bold,
0: <laughs> that's that's rough. I, I hope you're wrong, but you know, it's if not that's what your research <laughs> is showing. I'm not gonna. I I tr- I mean, I think
1: I think his priority is to make money, right? That's as a lot of these people don't start to make money for other people.
0: So they sure. keep him in office. And now, th- and which
1: leads to the second argument yeah. here is look at his, his donors. There is a lot of contracting groups, right? A lot of, of foreign contractors, as far as like we donate to help other countries with their infrastructure and all that. We're Americans who so we can donate, but pretty much what we do is we make war supplies. Yeah. And when you have military contractors, what do they want? They want You're not going to keep building things if there's no wars, right? Right. I mean, right. we,
0: we – No, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's a huge thing, right? Because is, is one of the huge theories of why countries go to war as often as they do is that it's just going to make a boatload of money for certain corporations who happen to have money to put people in office to make those wars happen. That was a very exactly. long sentence. I hope everyone followed it. No, but, I mean,
1: I've we've all been rambling. I've been rambling forever. So, but the military complex is—it's
0: exhausting. Really. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Stop talking. Yeah. So I, I think, I think. So they're bankrolling him. We look at his voting record. We look look at what and, you know. Who's and I would like to him.
1: say too, just just this idea of. If we're gonna say that Biden's gonna be an Obama presidency, then fine. Let's let's give him face value benefit here, right? I don't. I think it'll be much more conservative than a than an Obama presidency. But let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt. That means a lot of drone strikes. That means a, a lot of <laughs> that means destabilizing ever- regions. Yep. We're talking mm-hmm. not not only just Yemen. We're talking about uh, drone strikes in North Africa. Look what we did in Libya. All all these terrible things. We destabilized so much of regions that had promise and economic prosperity on the rise, especially with the new technology boost of the you know 21st century and all that, Biden's not going to stop those things. And we're only going to create more, more enemies and turn. Well, more yeah, he's certainly not going to be.
0: Yeah. I mean, human rights organizations. I remember this distinctly because it was kind of during my transformation from a libertarian at the time to just a very progressive guy. I remember reading very much about Obama and how human rights organizations were up in arms, figuratively, obviously, uh, about how much Obama was abusing the uh, his emergency war powers that, you know, allegedly presidents have um, to commit drone strikes all over the world. And uh, that it was just unprecedented and it was just, you know, he's just assassinating people left and right. Um, You know, Obama did some great things on economics and he moved our country to the left in a lot of things, Obamacare, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, this is, goes back to the original question we posed at the beginning of the podcast is like, if, if I like, you know, when you're confronted with someone in power who doesn't agree with certain viewpoints, do you just say, well, I liked most of what he did, or I like some of his viewpoints. So I'm just not going to talk about the stuff that I disagree with. No, I mean, we're talking about Biden saying he's going to be like you're saying, if Biden's saying he's going to be an Obama presidency, you know, which is kind of a weird thing to say that I, I worry is just to try to uh, uh, appeal to the black vote. But, you know, neither here nor there. I, that's that's just a, a concern I have. That yeah, I hope there's, a, have. there's a there's a
1: famous uh, there's a famous stat that I think it was like the one of those institutes It might have been like the PRI Institute. That if Obama apologized for one civilian drone victim every day, it'd take him about three years. Three Dude. years, I, I'll uh, never forget the most heartbreaking. I mean, how thing do you that, how do you sleep? How do you put your head on the pillow at night? I don't you, know. You have to you have to say that it was it was for protection, which whatever. However, Obama sleeps at night, and I'm not trying to demonize the guy. However, he does it, he does it. But the fact is these. Are things that me personally, and I know a lot of progressives, Steve, I'm sure you too, like these are things that we look at for leaders. Uh, What is, are they going to look at lives as collateral damage? Are they going to protect the people? And if we are this U.S. power force that rules the world, then we should act like it and treat the world better, right? Because if we want, Mm -hmm. if we, if we're expecting us to run the world, then they should run it like they run our country and they wouldn't kill our own people. At least not. <laughs>
0: at least not but I just want to make portray. you know. and before we move on, I do want to point out, you know, it, the, the third thing you can look to is what does Biden say about issues that are similar and related to, um, you know, maybe something like the Iraq war vote. Um, and one thing you can do is look at what he says about military spending. What does he say about what was the other question? You know, we were we were both looking at earlier.
1: Uh, yeah, he wants to increase military. He's uh, completely for drone strikes. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, so yeah, he might, he might apologize about it, but then when he talks about all the stuff that something like the Iraq war involved, you know, the actual like details of it, he he's in favor of those things. He's in favor of increasing our military, even though we spend far more than any other country on earth, blah, 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 you know, uh, so it's just like when the rubber hits the road, it, maybe it's not the same exact – he's not going to ever be confronted with another war in Iraq under the exact same circumstances. He's going to find a way in his mind to say the situation's different. But when you look at the actual policies he's in support of, I mean, I, I'm i not convinced that he's not going to make the exact same mistake that he made 20 years ago.
1: No. You know? And I think exactly. that's your point too.
0: And if you guys
1: – like I get it's – and we'll, we'll dive more into this in, in a different episode about – foreign policy and drone strikes and whatever but just picture we're stuck inside our houses right now because of a virus picture being stuck inside your house every morning because you know a drone strike happens like these are the things that joe biden will do they tear countless families apart there's a kids show in pakistan that I remember just broke my heart when I found out about this. It's a kid's show in Pakistan and they have a cartoon drone that comes down and rains on everyone's parade and like, look out kids, run inside, I'm the evil drone. Like, wait, that's, that's where are you we're you serious? At. So serious. I'll I'll try to link that in the description for this episode so people can
0: watch. Really? It. That's yeah. just up on the internet too? It's, it's, it's hard to the find. You gotta webs? go to,
1: to, to like Pakistani websites, but yes, it's, it's up on the internet.
0: Leave it to Brent decatur brent to know how to navigate pakistani websites (laughs) i hope the government's not listening i'm sure this if anyone in the cia were ever to listen to this podcast first of all they would just be shaking their head at our entire uh conversation about the iraq war like you guys don't know anything about why we went but then secondly they would definitely also like why are they
1: talking so much about
0: kevin spacey (laughs) (laughs) what do they know about him why are they they're to us Kevin Spacey's been an agent for years. Um, and then they would also be bagging Brent's head right now and bringing him into some room we'd never see him again. So um, hopefully they're not listening. CIA. We love so, you. We're actually Republicans. For the record.
1: Yeah, we're GOPers. We're the
0: GOPS. <laughs> G-O-double-P? I don't know. Okay. I don't it's know what the, the second P is. Um... <laughs> All right.
1: Definitely. So yeah, I encourage everyone, you know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of great information, just, just Googling. If you want to find some great websites that have some really, uh, really incredible articles breaking down some of the fossil fuel stuff, just if anyone's interested in that. Uh, there, they do a lot of fighting back at kind of the mainstream media as far as how they view Uh, fossil fuel industries. Uh, Glenn Greenwald, I know you guys are probably familiar with him. He was the one who broke the Edward Snowden Uh, story originally. His website, The Intercept has done some great, incredible pieces on Joe Biden's History in the Iraq war and the fossil fuel as well. Check out ProPublica and also donate to ProPublica because they are probably the most important investigative journalists right now. They've done a lot of great pieces as well on Joe Biden. So if anyone wants to get some more information or just fuck them all and follow us on, on social yeah. media, you don't
0: need them. You got us. You don't need them at
1: all. Exactly. We're uh, going to provide
0: you research once in a blue moon and it's going to be plenty. Uh, Definitely. Uh, uh, and and else if I you're listening right there, now, oh yeah, no, no, uh, please, your your shit is more important than mine, so just go ahead. I was just
1: gonna say, uh, look at your description right now <laughs> on your phone, on your laptop, wherever you're looking. Yeah, right there, you see it right now, right? Yeah, good. Going to make a difference. Click on those links and follow us.
0: <laughs> All right, we'll go <laughs> go do something else. Stop listening to us. Stop listening, but go follow us on oh, media.
1: I promise you. The president has a big stick. A big stick, big, big stick. Oh, I promise you. Oh, oh. I promise you to heed the timeless advice. A big, a big, A big, big stick. A big, a big, a big, big, big stick. We're going to put you all in back in chains. Back, back, back in chains. the
0: cost of not acting against Saddam, I think, would have been much greater, 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 greater. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. You keep punching at it and punching at it and punching at it. It will be a great I'm Bill Biden husband. I work for Cedric Richardson. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven
1: or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. It's a pretty, I'm not joking. Oh, it's gigantic.